Hello and welcome to another episode of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's podcast, we're joined by a man who started his career at Inverness, Cali Thistle, had a few loan spells at Elgin City, but made a name for himself at Dudgeon Park, winning league titles, North of Scotland Cups and the League Cup with Brona Rangers. Gavin Morrison is our next guest on Highland Football Weekly, so sit back and enjoy the next hour in the company of Morrison, the midfield maestro. Delighted to welcome on to Highland Football Weekly now, uh, a man who's still uh, playing, still very much in the prime of his career. He's playing for Cowdenbeath in League Two after uh, moving away from the area, but he's a guy who's won success at Highland League level and started his career uh, very much in the thick of the action at Inverness Cali Thistle. Gavin Morrison, Gavin, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Um, thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, obviously, listen to a good few of. Uh, of your podcast now enjoy them a lot so um, no it's great to be on No, a pleasure Gavin and uh, how's Fife treating you you've obviously been down there what since maybe well I think you were working down there weren't you but you've you live down there now and you've been down there for, yeah, that's uh, right. for a while how's Fife yeah it's good um, don't see too much of it with uh, with work and then and then football as well but no it's uh, it's great it's just me Victoria and, and Sunny uh, moved down here just the two of us moved down with work Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Sunny was obviously born down here as well. So um, no, we're enjoying it. We are enjoying it. It's good. Fife is a you know a, a very interesting uh, part of Scotland. I mean, obviously it has. It's like anywhere, is it? It has its you know really really beautiful parts and where you are as well. You're you're obviously you know a hop skip and a jump away from Edinburgh, etc. So you're you know a nice part of uh, the country there. Um, yeah, you, you're playing at the moment for Cowdenbeath. Um, obviously things aren't going uh, too well in League Two. Um, but in terms of that 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 move, I'm interested to find out. Obviously, we'll we'll go and uh, we'll kind of do it in reverse. We'll we'll talk about present day, if you don't mind, just just to begin with, yeah. because you, you you obviously moved from Brora um, in 2020 last year. Uh, well, it seems a long time ago to to Cowdenbeath. How did that move come about? So, uh, like I said, me and Victoria moved down here just with our our work situation. I I um, work uh, with Sid Mackay. Um, mm down here so I was still signed with Brora at the time and uh, just started texting a few boys that I knew in this sort of area and it was it was a it was Kyle Allison um, that I reached out to because I knew that he had a couple of contacts down here I was uh, in the Cali youth team with him um, and he put me on uh, I think it was Jordan Sheeran um, used to play at Cowdenbeath and he texted him and we ended up uh, just asking about training and then um, Sid ended up phoning Gary Bolin as well just to ask if you know I could train with them on a Tuesday and a Thursday, um, just to keep myself fit, um, so I could be ready for a game on a Saturday with Brora. And uh, yeah, just started training with them, and yeah, they they started. It was about just coming up to Christmas, I think, and you know just before the January window, and they were asking oh what my plans were and stuff like that, and it just it just made me think a wee bit about, you know, where I was, where I was playing my football. Obviously, we had Sonny on the way. Um, he was born in, in February, so we knew that that was, was coming as well and it wasn't going to be ideal, me spending most of my Saturday on the A9. Um, so, yeah, it was just something that I went and spoke to, to Sid about 
you know, asked his advice on the whole thing, and he's he's a very supportive guy anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was very understanding and just said, look, you know, you've got to you've got to do what's right for you and your family and stuff. And the you know the cl- the club were were great with me. I spoke to spoke to the guys up at Brora. Um, obviously, wasn't a nice uh, wasn't a nice experience uh, leaving the way I did. Um, you know, because you always think like, oh, it'd be it'd be nice to sort of win the league or you know bow out that way. But it was also quick and yeah. quick goodbyes. Um, that was tough, but uh, but no, definitely the, definitely the right move for for me and Victoria. Definitely, and enjoying Cowden Beef, you know, and, and being involved in you know, League Two, um, enjoying that aspect of it? Yeah, it's something, I, sp- I spoke to my, my pals about it as well. I've You know, I was always playing my football up north, uh, knew loads of people in the Highland League, obviously knew, knew the Brora dressing room inside out. And I just thought, you know, it'd be, it'd be a good challenge for me as well to sort of see how I would uh, interact with other uh, players that I didn't know and see if I could make a my own stamp on a on a dressing room and um yeah I'm I'm enjoying it. It's um it's not so enjoyable on the pitch at the moment obviously because we're we're not winning. Um but it's a it's a good experience for me because you know I was I was used to winning loads of football matches up at mm-hmm. up at Brora. And I was I was I work with Tom Kelly as well. He's at Brora at the moment. I was saying to him, you know, you don't know how lucky you are playing for Brora. <laughs> you get to enjoy that winning feeling most Saturday nights, and you know we we would do anything for a win at the moment. So it's uh, it's different how how football works that way. But you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure as we'll get things going at Cowdenbeath, we just need to we just need to start winning football matches. To be honest, so I'm sure it'll come. Yeah, with a new manager. Uh, waiting in the in the in the wings as well. Obviously, Gary Bolin in the last uh, week or two, uh, deciding to to move on from the club. And it's interesting you talked there about experiences because obviously we're going to talk about you know obviously your time at Cali Thistle, your time at Elgin City, your time at Brora Rangers as well. A lot of yeah. miles in there, you know, with terms of away games and stuff like that. What's it like being a, a central belt based Highlander? You know, with um, very well. There's a couple of big away trips, right enough, in that league. Of course, you know Elgin and in that league too, and Stranraer. But um, it must be, you know, a life of luxury in terms of away days. You know, just that kind of an hour's yeah. visit to, you know, Glasgow, etc. You know, short trips. No, it is. It's um, it's it's different. It's completely different because because everyone's coming from different different parts of the country. Um, it's just cars, and so boys will be travelling in twos and threes, and that's that's so different to what I was used to because everyone would jump on the bus at Brora in Inverness and travel up for a home game and for an away game as well would be the exact same. And I, I felt like that's, it's so, it's so good for team bonding and, you know, the experiences you have on, on the bus, you know, just getting ready for a game and being around each other. Do you know what I mean? And especially being able to enjoy wins together as well on the bus. And that's what, that's the one thing that's a, a really big difference with the, with the travel down here. You know, it's just you are travelling in twos and threes and you don't get that time together that um, that can be so valuable. Uh, it was funny, we played Annan at the weekend there and, you know, it was two hours on the bus, but, you know, you know the boys are saying, oh, this journey to Annan, it's, you know, it's tough on this bus. And I'm thinking, I've been, I've been doing this for years, you know. It's, yeah. I quite like sitting on a bus and just switching off for a wee while and chatting. But, um, two hours is no, uh, two hours is nothing. 
<laughs> Two hours is easy. Uh, Gavin, let's take let's go back to the start then. Um, you came up through the the youth ranks at, at, at Cali Thistle as a local lad as well. What were your experiences like coming up uh, through the youth system at, uh, at Inverness Cali Thistle? Yeah, so I think I, I think I started training uh, with Inverness maybe in under twelves or something like that. Um, and yeah, I think it was just the hot shots. I think it was Paul Sheeran and. Mike Teasdale were the coaches. Okay. Um, and we went along and tried out and we got the letter through the door. I remember the letter coming through the door and you've been so excited that you've, you've been asked to, to come back and then eventually got whittled down. The numbers got whittled down and I ended up being selected as part of this um, this youth team. But I, ne- I never really got my uh, youth career going um, until about under maybe under 15s, I think, maybe second year of under 15s, um, because the, the youth football's played on a Sunday. And with my upbringing, um, you know, my mum's a, a Christian and obviously very respectful of Sunday. So it was something that she wasn't too keen on me doing. Um, but I think as I got older and as it got a bit more uh, clear that I had, a, I had a wee chance of doing something, the decision was made that, yeah, okay, I'll let you start playing playing football on a Sunday. So that was that was tough, you know, when all the boys are training and then going to play at the weekend. And I was I was never travelling. I was just training and that was it. And the coaches would always ask, Oh, you know, can you play this week? Can you play this week? And it was always it's always me going begging to my mum and getting a no. So no, it was it was great. Once I started playing, it was, I I loved youth football. I thought it was fantastic going and playing against, you know, basically the best youth players in in Scotland, which is it's great to do as you're a young kid, you know. I loved it. Especially in Inver- I mean Inverness, I mean the Highlands, I mean obviously you have Ross County up the road, etc. But you're right, I mean so often is the case it's it's good to test yourselves against, you know, um players from all over the the, the re- not the region, but Scotland and, and mixing it with these guys in the central belt. In terms of coaches, then I mean, who 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 are we talking about in terms of your coaches at that level? Who did you you go through with the the, the system with? Yeah, I had I, a number of a number of coaches, but um, probably the well, with, without a doubt, the most the most influential youth coach I had was uh, was Scott Kelleher. Um Just a fantastic coach to have. Um, him and him and Ian Polworth uh, coached together. Um, you know, which which was great. You had you had Ian Polworth, a uh, very strict, rough voice, screaming, barking at you, and and Kel could Kel could do that as well. But he was he was so fun to to be around. Um, and and then I went on to train with him with under seventeens, then under nineteens. Um, he he was constantly pushing us uh, throughout our sort of latter stages in our in our youth development. Um, but yeah. In terms of a guy and a coach, Scott mm-hmm. Kelleher was was absolutely brilliant with us. And still testament that he's still involved in the club. I mean, obviously now he's, uh, well, he's been part and parcel of the first team coaching staff, assistant manager since oof, probably near on ten years now. I mean, a good, good seven yeah. eight years, but he's he's, you know, he's obviously worked his way up to that level as well. And I think the respect that a lot of players have for him. Uh, as well as players out with the game. I mean, he got mentioned on an open goal uh, last week in a kind of coaching yeah. conversation. I mean, obviously he's in held yeah. in high regard. Oh yeah, his his coaching is um, 
you know, I, I used to love going into training because it was it was always so much fun. Um, he would he would work you hard, uh, but his sessions were always so enjoyable. Um, and you you know what he's like; he's a very funny guy as well. So yeah, it was it was it was great to be going in, uh, especially when we're full time. You know the the crack he would have with us, and but he, he but he made us do the right things as well. You know, he made mm-hmm. us respect our jobs and. And, and respect what we were a part of as well. So um, it really helped, really helped develop me, uh, Scott Kelleher, massively. When you're going through, when you're reaching the kind of latter stages of of the, the youth system, uh, it was a very interesting time for the club because, well, the club got relegated in 2009, which was a kind of really horrific time for everyone at the football club, everyone associated with the football club, rather. Um, yeah. Now, a lot, of, a lot was made at the time about you know, cuts to the budget, etc. I mean, obviously the club, you know, having been relegated and it's a tough time for, for every department at the football club, but the youth system got a bit of a a, a knock as well. And it's, yeah. it's very interesting because now, as we will go on to, to talk about, you feature for the first team that season. So does Nick Ross, so does Graham Shinney. Yeah. So it's very interesting. But when that, when you're hearing, you know, murmurs of, obviously you're seeing the club get relegated and you're hearing kind of murmurs of, Cuts to the to the youth team and the youth squad and the academy. Does that worry you at all? Oh yeah, I I, I, um, I remember the day. Obviously, we got relegated, and uh, I was I was sitting as a as a youth player, but as a fan as well. You know, absolutely gutted. And I remember sitting sitting out on the gravel out on the pitch with uh, Daniel Park, and he he was in my youth team, and he was saying, "Oh, that's that's it for us." You know the we've just been relegated, they're going to scrap this this youth team. And I remember thinking at the side of the pitch, I'm like, oh, I can't believe that, you know, you almost felt like you were so close to to getting there. And then if they were just to scrap it and that was it, I remember I'd worrying about it so much, thinking, oh, I hope hope this isn't it. But obviously I was I was lucky enough to to get a crack at it. Um and obviously and obviously made made an appearance that season. Well, I think it was a couple, but um, no, it was it was hugely worrying times for the club because obviously Inverness aren't financially that well off, so relegations, you know, they do they do cause a lot of worry. Um, but it was great it was great to bounce bounce back uh, back into the top league. Yeah, I remember the I remember the whole kind of youth um, the academy and the youth system, the kind of restructuring of the of the club, and it, it must have been a worry for those involved, but. But like I say, I mean that that season I mentioned yourself, you get involved as well. So does Graham Shinney and, and so does Nick Ross. And it was very interesting because Terry Butcher actually bloodied within the first couple of weeks of the season, all all three of you. Um you got your your chance uh, in August, uh, very soon into the season. Uh you came on as a second half sub away to Dundee, which at the time, I mean Dundee and, and Cali Thistle obviously battled each other for the championship that season. So it was the first kind of clash uh, that we saw of Dundee and Cali Thistle uh, that season. What do you remember about your about your debut? See, my my memory my memory in football is is not great. I just uh, yeah, my my biggest memory from that season was obviously the my first start away to air. Um, that came obviously a lot later in the season. Um, but yeah, I, rem- I remember just obviously. When it when it is your your first chance to play and, and get on, I I do remember being being pretty nervous. Um, 
you know, you obviously want to do well. You don't want to make a mistake. It's probably a, a mindset that maybe held me back when I was younger. Um, but yeah, it is it is a thought, you know, when you, you you'd spend all your youth looking up to to these guys that are in Inverness Cali strips and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're told to put one on and go out on the, the same pitches that these guys have been on. It is a it's an amazing thing. I was I was obviously so proud um to to play for Inverness and I didn't play as much as I would have liked it, but um, yeah, still very proud of of what I achieved to get into that first team, that's for sure. Do you remember in terms of I mean, maybe not the, the game itself, but maybe in the build up to it or or even just in, in general, you know, that when Terry Butcher came into the club in the February of the year before, I mean, obviously he was a household name and 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 uh, British football, even, you know, world football if you like, but but more so kind of British football, you know, a massive name. It was a big coup for Cali Thistle. And he had the, he has this aura about him. I mean, Terry, you know, I had many dealings with him, and you know, still you were just almost kind of living in fear if you said the wrong thing to him. But in terms of from your own point of view, I mean, he puts you in that first team squad for the first time, or sorry, brings you on for the first time. What was the kind of what was your dealings with Terry like? I remember when he first when he first came uh, to Inverness, and there was a. We had a we had a game. It was either a youth game or a reserve game or something like that on the pitch, and I think it was against Celtic. And I remember Kel coming to speak to us before the game, and he says, "Oh, I'm speaking to Teddy Butcher, and you know, he's he's just told me there that he's big on first impressions, um, and he says so." You know, if you if you are wanting to impress, if you're wanting to be in his plans, make sure you make a good first impression. I, that really stuck in my mind. So when we got out, I remember, I remember being so up for this game and and doing well in the game as well. And uh, I remember after the game, Kel had said to me like I played well and stuff, and and so did so did Terry Butcher. I think he'd said something to Kel that that Kel had just passed on me. I remember being so so chuffed, you know, that I'd been. That I'd managed to perform, um, but no, he was he was he was a big fan of mine when when he came in. Uh, pulled me a couple of times in his office and obviously told me that he liked he liked what I was about and liked how I played and just sort of always asking more of me at the time. Um, you know, ask, asking me to get fitter. My fitness was never great when I was when I was uh, a young player. So he was always pushing me pushing me to get fitter. Um, also pushing for me to improve on, you know, sort of attitude and body language. At times, I was I was not great when I was a younger player. Um, but you know, it was uh, it did make you think. You know, you know, I was just just a boy from from Drakey's, and and here's this world famous uh, England captain. You know, telling me that he likes he likes to look at me as a footballer. It was um, it did make it did make you feel that. That you were, you know, close to to getting where you wanted to be. Um, I, I remember you obviously, like you say, big imposing figure. You you obviously didn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Um, you know, we've all heard him on the side of the pitch uh, down at down at the stadium. Uh, but no, I was. Uh, I I enjoyed I enjoyed um, that that use period when I was constantly striving to get into that first team, and I felt like he he helped me because. 
there was a couple of times when you are looking for that we carrot, you know, and he would he would always give you something, you know, he would always tell you that that you'd impressed him or that mm-hmm. that and also as well, like if you hadn't performed well then he would he would tell Kel and it would get back to me or he would just pull me into his office as well and tell me and it always made you made you think, all right, okay, I need to I need to buck up my ideas here. Um, no, he was he was good at that. Now you make that appearance against Dundee, and then very shortly you you spend the rest of the season on loan at Elgin. Obviously, you're you're you know you're just working your way, um, or trying to get into the the first team. Obviously, very difficult as a as a youngster. And I think actually, I think Graham Shinney as well. I think did he not go and look to Forest that season as well? Yeah, um, he, he went he went on to to Forest. He ended yeah. up the, the Highland so, League Cup there. He, he did brilliant right. there. Um, so you go to Elgin City um, and spend virtually a kind of season with them. You come back to Cali Thistle uh, towards the tail end of, the, of that year, which we'll talk about because that was obviously a, a very memorable day for lots of reasons. Um, but in terms yeah. of your spell at Elgin City, working under uh, Ross Jack, what was your uh, experience like at, at Elgin City? It was it was okay. It was it was good to get that taste of of first team football. Um, there was. There was guys from from Glasgow eh, traveling up, and no, they were good. They were they were tough players. Um, I enjoyed being around them. They they taught me a lot. Um, in terms of my own sort of play eh, or playing time, I didn't I didn't enjoy it all too much. I didn't I didn't actually think I I did very well um, when I went out to Elgin. Probably both times, eh, I'd say I probably let myself down. On, on both loan moves, um, but no, definitely good good experience to get out there and obviously feel the demands of of having to win or you know you know getting those three points on a Saturday that was something that you're not used to when you're a youth player. So I think getting that loan move was definitely beneficial uh, beneficial to me without a doubt. Yeah, at the time, I mean, there's there's a couple of names there that. That um, you would link up with uh, Brora as well in there, um, but I mean, in terms of the, I suppose just getting out and, and playing, you know, you're still relatively young as well. We've talked so often. Well, there's the mention of Graham Shinney. You know, he had he had to go and experience the Highland League uh, and, and Forest, and it, it is so important at that that stage, that development stage, that you know you 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 go out and played against. Not not old guys. I'm not, I'm not, but seasoned pros. You know, guys that are trying to make yeah. their way in the game, but also you know people who've maybe played at higher level um, and very experienced at a level as well. So it's a there's a real mixture in there, but it's a real good learning curve for you. Oh, it is. It is a it's a massive learning curve. Uh, you obviously you start being spoken to like the rest of these adults are spoken to. Um, you hear team talks that you've maybe not heard before there's there's pressures there um but yeah i th- i think loan moves for for young players are are great things and and obviously we mentioned graham shinney there like his his mentality is absolute you know it's it's top level you know when you i know if it was me and if i'd gone to to forest on loan at that stage of my career I probably I probably wouldn't have been as focused as he was, and he was he he was a driving force in that Forest team and helped them to win, you know, the Highland League Cup. And you look at you look at what he's achieved now, um, in his career playing for his country, 
playing in the in the championship week in week out now. You know, guys like these that you know, younger boys. You know, if they are a bit frustrated and not getting their chance, or it's not coming quick enough, you know, you just take one look at guys like Graham Shinney and see what he's achieved after a lone move at Forest. It's it's an amazing story. Um, but he's he's a he's a fantastic player. That's why he's that's why he's achieved that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know he's from Aberdeen, but very much you know he came up through the the, the ranks at Cali Thistle, and we, we teased it earlier on that Air United game. At the very end of the season, you, you come back from your loan spell at Elgin City and you make your first start for Cali Thistle. Yeah. I mean, I was there that afternoon at Somerset Park. It's probably you know an afternoon that will always stick with me because mainly because of the scoreline. The I mean, seven yeah. individual scorers to win seven nil, uh, and just everything that happened afterwards. Unfortunately for me, I wasn't privy to any post match celebrations. I I, I kind of went back uh, into the central bit of my own, um, but you obviously yeah. were in the thick of the action. Um, I mean, sum up that day because that day, I mean, for your first start, I mean, what what an incredible memory to have. Yeah, um, I, I remember getting called back from my from my loan um, early, and it was because it was because there was an injury, and then the gaffer was saying that he was thinking about playing me, but then I think the game before he decided to play Roy McBain instead, and. I was a bit. I was a bit. I was a bit gutted, but it was one of them that I knew that obviously we'd won the league and stuff. And it was uh, to be a part of these last couple of games. I was absolutely buzzing to be involved. Um, but we travelled down air the night before and stayed in the hotel. And we woke up in the morning, and, and <laughs> I remember us going down for food, and uh, the gaffer went and pulled me to one side, and uh, he says, "Oh, have you got a minute?" And I said, "Yeah." So he takes me takes me out of the room and uh, he says, "Oh, you're starting." And I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it because I think he'd already named the team and it was Coxie that was going to be starting. And I says, "How do you mean that?" I, I thought Coxie was starting. He says, "Oh, Coxie's been up in the middle of the night. He said he's been sick. I think he's got a stomach bug. So I'm just going to put you in." I, I, I honestly don't think I could eat. <laughs> it's just the nerves hit me straight away. I was thinking, oh man, alive, I'm straight in here. You know, when you don't expect something and it was just thrown on top of you. Um, but no, I obviously phoned, phoned my dad straight away and uh, yeah, I started trying to get focused on the game. I just remember before the game, the, the guys were the guys were just so good with me. Um, you know, the experienced guys that, have, that had been there all season and just the things they were saying before me, uh, before the game, just tell me to enjoy it, relax, you know, play my, play my natural game. And I remember starting the game and it was uh, Johnny, Richie and Adam Rooney were just on on fire. I was in the middle with Russell Duncan, uh, with Peds, and I, those, you know, the rest of them, couldn't have made my day any easier for me. You know, they were absolutely electric. And obviously with seven different scorers just shows that. And then for me to get the one at the end was, you know, just a, a dream come true. It was an amazing memory. Yeah, I think your goal at the end is the kind of icing on the cake, isn't it? I mean, um, it's, I mean, seven scorers then to have, you know, a, a young lad, you know, making his, well, only a second appearance for the club and scoring in the game just kind of topped it off nicely. Um, 
in terms of the, I'm trying to remember, and I should have probably looked this looked at this before we, we came on the chat, but I mean, in terms of the, the away fans that they were brilliant, were you over to the away fans to, to celebrate or were you kind of, yeah, a bit, bit kind of cautious. Were you just kind of holding back, or were you straight in there? I can't quite remember. No, I was, I was, I was straight in there. I remember we, we won the free kick. Mm. I've, I've, um, I've gone to take it, and just before I've gone to take it, uh, Big Tokes said to me to try down the outside of the wall. Um, that the the keeper had left a bit of a space, so I've gone to try and just put it low round it round the wall, and I think I think the guy on the end actually jumps a wee bit but it just goes under and then as soon as it's gone in obviously the noise and everything and I just started running over I think it was me and Johnny that was running over um, I think maybe we Danny Sanchez as well I'm not sure but I remember just jumping in and uh, it, was, it was brilliant all the fans were jumping on the pitch and that uh, was great great honestly absolutely loved it yeah great great scenes after the game as well the, you know the, the uh, pitch invasion is never normally kind of celebrated but you know, in that and that in those circumstances, it was it was a brilliant pitch invasion, and then obviously the oh, journey yeah. back home afterwards as well. No doubt that bus would have been that bus bounced all the way back up to Inverness, didn't it? Oh yeah, um, that was great. We had obviously all the all the boys just packed the packed the bus full of beers and off off we went. The, the music and blaring the whole way up the road, and Terry Butcher playing the air guitar and on his leg and I, it was just, it was fantastic. We, I think we got dropped off because we obviously still had the trackies on. I think we got dropped off. I think it was called Rags at the time. Um, the wee sort of nightclub um, just down from the Penta Hotel. Um, the, the bus just dropped us off straight in there and then we all just piled out and in. And I remember just going up to uh, Victoria's mum's house after it was all, it was all done. I was, uh, Barely slept. I was still buzzing, but uh, what an experience! What a, what a thing to be a to be a part of. Um, yeah. You know, amazing memories. And then obviously the the week after that trophy lift uh, presentation as well. I mean, not I mean that's your first season involved with the with the first team, and it, it's quite incredible because you have that trophy lift the week after, and then obviously the season after you you're involved. You you know you play a number of times in terms of in the top flight for the club. Then to be what just uh, under a year uh, before, kind of sweating on your future. You know, you, you talked about that kind of uncertainty about whether yeah. or not you would have a a career in the game, or certainly at that level. And then fast forward on a year, you're you're playing for Cali Thistle on the top flight. Oh no, I think that's that's when it started sinking in that you know I was I was what I'd been working towards. You know, I was I was so close to. Um, you know, you obviously wanted to to play every week, um, especially when you get in the top flight. You just want to test yourself against the best players. I, unfortunately, I wasn't at that level um, at that time in my career. I obviously, I, I got a few chances, nowhere nowhere near as many as as I would have liked. Um, but you know, that was just that was just how it was. Uh, I probably went looking looking back. There's probably a a few regrets in there at how I maybe treated my opportunity uh, maybe a lot to to learn from if I was to to go back and do it again but um you know obviously to be a part of that and to and to play in some of the games that I managed to to play in you know again it's something that I'm very very proud of 
Yeah, I mean, you, you you do, you are involved and you make a number of appearances for Cali Thistle in the, in the top flight. Uh, that first season after they go back up as well, it's a very, um, you know, very interesting season because I mean, Cali Thistle did really well. Uh, very unlucky not to make the top six and the season after wasn't so, so great. In terms of, you know, that involvement with the club at that stage, I mean, obviously Terry was a big character in his own right. Talk to us about the dressing room because it was a very lively dressing room as well. There was a good group of guys in there. Talk to us about that uh, that changing room. Oh, it was it was a great dressing room. Um, we obviously uh, big characters coming in. Richie Foran, huge character. Um, obviously, just demanded certain standard in, in training, um, but not just on the training uh, park, off the training park as well. Um, I'm still. Still in touch with, with Richie now. I've got a, a huge amount of respect for him. Um, but no, I think, you know, that that dressing room was always from, you know, for as long as I remember it, it was always full of big characters. And, and I think there's something really special about, about Inverness dressing rooms. You know, they always seem to, you know, have this bond. And it is because you're up the, you're up the road and you're out the way and, you don't really have much else of a choice to, you know, to be around each other and to enjoy each other's company and to to go on nights out together and to go for coffees together. It's, I think, I think it's really unique. Um, but yeah, when you look at that dressing room and the guys that were in it and the experience they had, you know, guys like we spoke about them earlier, Stuart Golubek and Ross Tokley. I sat beside Ross Tokley for when I when I was in that dressing room and. Um, he he was great with me as well. Grant Monroe, fantastic guy. You know, there's Russell Duncan as well. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was always he was always at it in training. Um, you know, he was always demanding high standards and you know things like that. Guy, there was guys in that dressing room that you know were sitting on posters that I used to have in my up in my bedroom. You know what I mean? And then next thing you're in and you're sharing you know, a conversation with them and getting coffee and a, a pint with them on a Saturday night and you think to yourself, wow. But yeah, that that dressing room is, is a fantastic place to be. I, I absolutely loved it in there. It's funny because I was just actually thinking about the, the characters that in that dressing room that you'd, you'd, you'd been involved in as well. And, you know, obviously you mentioned a lot of the kind of um, experienced, you know, Cali Thistle uh, legends, you know, Ross and... Grant and Stuart and Roy McBain and, and Russell Duncan, etc. If, yeah. if you look at them as a kind of group and you've got, you obviously had a lot of the kind of Irish guys, all from Dublin, Richie, Adam, Johnny, yeah. Aaron, and then like, you know, the, the, some of the, the, the guys from abroad would come in. You mentioned obviously Danny Sanchez earlier on, Kenny, uh, Gilly, uh, one or two others yeah. as well. And obviously a lot of the kind of lads that, that Terry had brought in very successfully from, from England. So, when you look at it, you almost kind of grouping them there as like not cliques, but they're almost like kind of groups of players. But collectively, when the, when they all pulled together, I mean, it obviously had success for the club. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. You know, there's a yeah very different very different personalities in there and and different cultures in, at times. But yeah, there there was something there was something really special about that group at times. You know. The, Big results and and some really strong runs put together in in the in the SPL and 
you know, when you when you look at Inverness and its budget and you know what what Inverness are up against to do what uh, what that dressing room did, um, you know, like you say, close to getting to that top six and you know big results as well against against the old firm at times as well and that's that just goes to show the quality that they had in there. You know, guys like guys like Graham Shinney and and Johnny Hayes and you know Adam Rooney, Billy Mackay, you know. Andy Shinney. Andy Shinney was a fantastic player for, yeah. for Inverness. Absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, these guys have gone on to, you know, bigger and better clubs. And, uh, you know, it just shows that the, the talent that was in that dressing room at, at times. Scary, actually, when you, I'd, I'd forgotten yeah. a couple of players you just named there. You know, at one point they were all there. Um, incredibly um, talented um, your last game for the club is in the, the, the 2012-13 season. Uh, your last appearance for Cali Thistles, November of 2012. Uh, and then you're back on loan to, to Elgin again for the remainder of that season. Was that your was that your final year of your of your contract at Cali Thistle? Uh, was that kind of things, you know, that now coming to an end, or did you how, how did that kind of uh, that spell at Cali Thistle end for you? Yeah, that that was so I was sort of knocking on the door as, as best I could at the time, trying to get more more minutes on the pitch and and uh, yeah, trying to force myself into into the gaffer's plans. But then, you know, I sort of got told I think it was just after Christmas. Um yeah, I think it was like a few days after Christmas, uh, Butcher pulled me into the office and just said, Oh, by the way, I'm I'm going to let you go at the end of the season um, just wanted to tell you now so that you know it gives you a chance to maybe get out on loan if that's what you want to do but you know you you won't feature uh, I think it's best that you just go and go and play um, and that's something that I can't offer you here at the moment so it's probably best that you go out on loan uh, and I, at the time at the time I, that was obviously tough um, that was a, it was a huge blow because obviously it's something that is a worry um, when you are getting to the end of your contracts and stuff like that and you always think oh, you know I hope I get another extension but for that obviously to, to hit home it was uh, it was tough I remember at the time I was because I sat in between uh, Ross Tokley and Owen Tudor Jones and I remember uh, speaking to Jonesy after it and you know he was sort of he gave me some advice he was just saying you know you know, don't don't go don't go out on loan. He was sort of saying, you know, anything can happen in football. You know, there could be injuries, suspensions. You might get a chance. You've still got six months left here. Just, you know, just keep training hard. And I was just thinking, no, like <clears throat> I need to go out and play. I need people to see me play if I've got a chance of someone else picking me up because I hadn't played a lot of football. So I ended up going uh, signing with Elgin again, and I remember I think it was about. Two months later, there was like this injury crisis at, at Inverness, and a couple of guys ill. And you know, I remember Jonesy just because I was still training with the guys, and then I remember Jonesy saying to me, "He's like, well, you know, what did I tell you? Like, you could have, you could have. I know it might not happen, but he was like, you could have been in and got another chance. And that's that experience, you know. He's he was a experienced pro and been there and been there and done it, and you know, had plenty of advice over the years. And you know, it's. It's it's a what I it's a what if, but um, yeah, that was a that was a time in my career that that I found quite tough, you know, because Inverness is a club that I, I cared about a lot, and 
you know, to be told that you were that time was up and you had to start looking elsewhere. Um, yeah, that was that was a that was a tough one. Obviously, it's a very frustrating time uh, as, a, as a footballer, but you you never know what you know. It's that uncertainty, isn't it? You know, where's the next? Yeah, who's the next club going to be? You know, where am I going to go now? Um, obviously, you know, personally for yourself, you never know if you're having to move far away or or whatever. In terms of now, we all know your your next move was uh, to Brora, uh, Brora Rangers, and yeah. uh, in, in that summer um, after. Uh, it comes to an end at Cali Thistle. In terms of the the move to Brora, then where was that? You know, pretty much uh, with Brora, did they show a keen interest uh, straight away, or was that you know a frustrating couple of weeks, couple of months for you to to try and find a new club? No, there was. I thought obviously, I think once uh, word got about that I was leaving Inverness, um, Tokes and Golly were at Brora at the time, so um, they texted me straight away, just sort of. Asking what my plans were and said that you know they would love to to get me on board, just have a think about it. And you know when you're when you're playing full time, obviously all you want to do is you want to stay full time. Um, and Gary McSwiggan, who was my uh, under 19s coach for a while, he gave me a phone and said that he would try and um, have a look for me, see if there was anything any clubs would be interested. But nothing, nothing came of that. So then you start obviously thinking, right, I need to. I need to start making plans of what I'm going to do here. Um, so Broda, Broda got in touch, obviously, straight away. Um, Nairn got in touch. Uh, I went to meet them for a for a chat and, you know, see what they were thinking. And the Elgin thing as well, Ross Jack was obviously the, the manager. He'd taken me on, on loan uh, twice. And then he was he was um, saying that he wanted to, to keep me, wanted me to sign. But I just didn't, I just didn't get the feel there at all. I was... I was <laughs> It was a Saturday. I was I was meant to meet him. I think it was say, eleven o'clock for a coffee in, in town just to talk about a contract and stuff. He phoned me at about half past ten, saying, "Oh, I forgot it's my anniversary, so I'm going to have to cancel." And I thought, oh, "Nah, this is <laughs> this." I, I just thought to myself, it, it didn't feel right anyway, and I just thought, "Oh, nah." So I started I started talking to to the uh, guys at Broda a wee bit more, and uh, obviously once I got in front of uh, Tokes because uh, Tokes, Tokes was fantastic with me. See, as a young boy, he looked after me and um, he he, uh, he helped me out. He had a contact in at the train station. Just wee things like that. You always, uh, wee things like this, sorry, you always remember them when you're uh, a few years down the line. You know, he was, uh, he managed to get me sort of cheaper train tickets when uh, Victoria was in uni down in Dundee. Just things like that. You know, when, when you're a young boy coming yeah. through it in Renes, you're not on a big wage and, he was always trying to help me out with things like that. And I he used to pick me up for training every morning and be tooting the horn outside and mornings that I'd slept in. And he was always patient with me, you know, he was he was great. So I remembered that at the time um, and went and got a good chat with him again and then decided that, you know, Brora sounded like it was the it was the best thing for me. That that season, that first season at Brora, well, we'll go on to talk about, you know, a lot of success that Brora had. Um and as we already mentioned, there's a lot of guys that are were part of that big part of that success. Uh, many years ago, are still involved at the club, which is you know obviously seen them uh, through and, and have some some more memories as the as the years have gone on. But in terms of that first season at Broda, um, it obviously ends in the kind of fairy tale ending with the the league title. 
Um, and it's yeah. funny because I spoke to Stuart Golovic about this last week, and you know he was he was involved at the club. Now, the club were making um, you know some some big signings. You know yourself it came in, and um, obviously Stephen Mackay was already already there. Um, Xander Sutherland was involved at that stage. Um, Grant Monroe, Joe Mallon arrived. You know Ross Tuckler. There's several names that I've mentioned. That is a very decent side at that yeah. level, but at the same time, yeah. that doesn't mean that you're going to win. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't mean that you're instantly um, going to win the league title. You have to go out there and, and do it. In terms of that season, I mean, it was a, a really, really good season for the club. Um, was there any pressure on you at that stage? Did you kind of feel that pressure? Or did that pressure was there at the start, but quickly evaporated as you kind of marched on you uh, to top and then eventually the league, the league title? Yeah, I, th- I think at, I think at the start everyone was fully aware of 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 the expectations. I think you know obviously the the players that you mentioned there, big big names to be to be playing in in the Highland League, and I think everyone knew obviously the the people at the club. You know Ben Mackay was obviously expecting to to win that league and. And everyone knew that, um, and I think at the start it was there was there was a bit of pressure, but then that, like you say, that quickly turns into, you know, there was a real there was a real confidence um, throughout the team uh, for obvious reasons. Obviously, we were scoring plenty, Buizander and and Sid um, up front, and and you know not conceding goals and winning football matches, and you know we we quickly found out that we were. One of the better teams in that league, um, but you know, you, you say these guys, um, you know, big big players, very talented players as well. Um, you know, it doesn't just mean you're right in, in what you say. It doesn't just mean that you're going to turn up and, and win the league. And I think guys like Stuart Gall about Ross Tokley, Sid Mackay, um, Richie Hart, you know, these guys when when they were there, you know, they. They demanded standards. You know, it wasn't like they were there just for a for a jolly up and you know oh, I'm just going to go and kick about in the Highland League. They were there because they wanted to win. At the end of the day, they wanted to win another uh, another league title, and and I think that was great for for the younger guys that were there. But then you know, I I went there when I was 23, so I was still relatively young and learned so much on how to you know respect training and how to apply yourself properly on a match day and. And then obviously reap the rewards for it for the for those two seasons where we were just unstoppable, really. You mentioned a couple of characters there, um, say, well, say characters, you know, players. And one thing that strikes me about all those guys you mentioned, you know, Richie Hart in there, um, Stephen Mackay, all used to winning, you know, in terms of the, they've all won things in their career as well. And I think that's. Uh, it was the, the the big thing about Prona that season. That these guys were almost like uh, relentless uh, in your kind of march towards the title. Twenty points yeah. you won it by uh, in the end. Inverurie and Nairn finished on seventy five. You guys finished on ninety five. Only lost once, uh, which was was incredible. Um, and sealed it with a a big win at Keith. Uh, it was a five nil away away win, which meant you were the champions. And again, that's a day that you know will will be remembered by. Well, everyone connected to the football club because you're, you know, you you win that league title, uh, and you get to celebrate it in style with the supporters. Kind of again, almost yeah. seems like Somerset Park, you know, and supporters kind of 
very close to the pitch, on the pitch at the end, etc. Yeah. Um, you must have good memories of that afternoon. Yeah, it was it was an amazing day, and the, the excitement obviously going down. Um, I think everyone was very confident that we would win the game, uh, but you know, I, I was almost a wee bit, almost a wee bit nervous before the game because I was thinking, "Wow, like I'm, I'm so close to winning a league here." And I know when when Inverness won the first division, you know, I wasn't really a part of that at all. You know, I've I've made what two, three appearances or whatever, and you're a part of it, but you, I, I still got a medal at the end of it. The club gave me a medal and stuff, but you don't feel like that was anything to do with you. But then this one um, in the Highland League, I felt, wow, you know, you know, I've achieved something here. Um, and you do think before the game, you're sort of taking it all in. And it was, it was a weird feeling. It maybe wasn't nervous, but it was just a sort of a strange feeling going out onto that, onto that pitch that day because you thought, wow, if we just get three points here, then that's us, you know, champions. And it was, it was great. Um, obviously the, we always had good fun on the bus t- together. That group of boys uh, were also close together, you know, um, really strong relationships right the way through it. So, yeah, if you if you had a, a league trophy in, in there as well, then, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun on the bus home, which it was. Plenty singing, um, plenty, plenty, uh, plenty chance. It was, uh, it was superb. Now, obviously, you've, the bus journeys at Brora are pretty legendary, aren't they? Um, even at yeah. the weekend there, I noticed yeah. that they don't have a they had a, a kind of nightclub on the on the bus on the way home. Obviously, it didn't it didn't end well for them at Clifton Hill, but um, yeah, still able to you know have a bit of fun, and that's what's all about at the end of the day. And over the over the course of your your time at Brora, um, you'll have been on many bus journeys. Take us take us on the bus if you like. What what's uh, who who are the big characters? What what's happening on the bus on the way home? But you can tell us anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think obviously as, as soon as the game had finished, everyone would go into the into the social club uh, wherever we were playing, whether it be a home game or uh, on the road. And yeah, pretty much everyone would would be drinking, so everyone would would get themselves a pint, and then would if it was a home game, uh, you know, you are only sort of an hour and a bit on the bus, but, you know, that wouldn't hold anyone back from getting a, getting a few beers on the bus. But away games were fantastic because you had the, the stop-off at the Grand Arms um, in Fockabers. So, uh, yeah, it would normally be bus would get to the closest shop from the stadium where we were and the the fridge would get would get filled up and the, and the medical box as well with, a, with the ice. And then we would just head normally a few games of cards and Xander's tunes on. He was um, he was a man for the tunes uh, with Xander. And then straight to Falkabers, we'd normally get a few drinks in there, play darts uh, and a couple of games of pool and just wait for our, our fish supper. And then we'd be back on the bus and then it would be um, it would be a challenge to try and keep Xander's clothes on um, before we got home. So that was sort of the... Uh, the standard, uh, the standard journey home, but ah, great fun. I remember, obviously, all all us boys were were so close. You know, we've been on we've been on stag do's together. We've been on weekends away. We've been on on holidays at the end of the season together. It was uh, it was it was it was great. You're re- really really lucky when you think about it. You know, to be part of a team that was that was that close and everyone got on so well. 
um, you know, it's it's memories that will obviously stick with me forever. But yeah, very very lucky to be a part of it. Uh, I'm not I'm not talking out of turn, but I think everyone now wants to be uh, on a on a road bus on the in the, in the way home. <laughs> uh, it sounds brilliant, um, Gavin. That the season after the second league title triumph, you win two in a row. Um, that season, you were one point less off than you were the season before, but you went uh, undefeated uh, in the league that season, uh, 94 points. Uh, in the end, you were 14 points clear of, of second place Tariff that season to go uh, you know, unbeaten in the league, not lose a game, is an incredible achievement. And it was funny, I was listening to, to Kenny Miller uh, talk about his career uh, the other day and he Someone asked him what's the biggest achievement of his career, and and he says to win a league, you know, to win cups, you know, are, are still special, but to win a league, to go the whole season, uh, you know, and, and be top at the end of it. But you guys, it's an achievement. But but you guys went one better. You went unbeaten. Does that season two thousand and fourteen fifteen? Does that is that up there one of the best seasons of football? Yeah, yeah, it, is. it was my it was my most enjoyable anyway. That's for sure. Um, I mean, that was that that was a target at the start because you know we came so close to it the the season before, and I think I think we we felt like it was realistic if everyone applied themselves again, um, if we treated it properly again, then it was something that we could do, and uh, yeah, to 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 pull it off, you know, because the closer we we're getting to it, you really felt like every team was really wanting to to end that run that we were on and it becomes harder and harder every week you know um because everyone was everyone was wanting to be that team that was that was going to beat us no one wanted it didn't feel like anybody wanted us to go unbeaten obviously apart from apart from Brora themselves I don't think anyone else wanted it so it was a it was a real challenge but I loved it I absolutely loved it you know those those two years were were great and you know I, I love I loved travelling away with Broda. I absolutely loved it. Going to going to hard places that season and coming away with with a result. It was just brilliant, you know. Um I really enjoyed my football at, at that stage. Yeah, because you had that was Cove in the league as well. So you had an extra side, if you like, from the from the east, um, causing you problems that yeah. season as well. Um we mentioned we've mentioned a couple of players that you you played alongside. Obviously, you've mentioned you know like Zander and, and Steve Mackay, who were, I mean, deadly as a as a front two. Andrew Gregg was also chipping in under the goals that season yeah. as, uh, yeah. seasons as well. Guys like Dale Gillespie, Mark McLean. I mean, still you know very much you know um, doing the business for for Brora. Colin Williamson was added in there as well. There's so many. Kind of quality players that you played alongside in that broader side. It must yeah. have been a, you know, a dream for you in the middle of the park to be to be working with these guys. Oh yeah, um, you know, right the the quality of players that that Broder had at the time, right from you know Joe and Goals right the way through to the guys up front, um, incre- incredible, really guys that could have easily gone up a level or two. Um, you know, I had. I've played with with Dale since primary school football. Um, me and Dale have, have known each other for for years and years and years. And uh, uh, he would always joke that I was that I was his legs. I would just do all the the donkey work, win the ball back, and give it to him so he could sing it about the the pitch. Um, but I, 
that was a that was a job I was happy to take. I absolutely I loved playing my part as part of that team. Um, you know, and the talent there was there was talent everywhere. You know, you had Xander and and Wee Chubbs, um, you know, pace and they could run at people, they could take people on. Sid was scoring I don't know, 40, 50 odd goals a season. You know, like guys at the back, Grant Monroe, Ross Tokley, Joe and goals that, you know, he should I think everyone knows he should never be playing Highland League football, but um, you know, I just uh, Colin Williamson as well. He was in my youth teams growing up. Um, I love playing with Colin. Absolutely love playing with Colin. He's as he's as brave as anything I've seen in a football pitch, and a really good teammate. Um, but the, the the team was full of good teammates. That's what that's mm-hmm. what made us so successful at the time. You know, everyone was honest with each other. Um, you know, if people weren't doing it they were dragged up for it at half time and people accepted it and yeah it was it was great it was just an, an honest dress room that wanted to do well for each other you've you've played under a, a number of of managers at Brora as well um you know over the over the years too each of what you know probably had their own their own qualities as well but it was very interesting because um obviously last year you you moved on from the club and a couple of months later, the, the club caused one of the, the kind of biggest results in terms of Scottish Cup history in, uh, yeah. in recent times, um, beating Hearts by two goals to one. In terms of your time at the club, though, even still, I mean, you you, you had a real knack um, of, of causing a few upsets. Hello? And I think that's probably what, when everyone looks at the, the Highland sides over the over the years, I mean, Huntley's in the 90s under, under Pelly. Cali Thistle and Ross County, well, Cali Thistle have won the thing, but in terms of they've always been capable of causing uh, shocks in the uh, in the Scottish Cup and Broda were no date were no different. He's beat Stranraer away, um, East Fife away, and he's caused problems for Gunnick Morton as well. In terms of those Scottish Cup memories, obviously that one where you got all the way to the, the fifth round, again special moments for you. What, what, what in terms of Scottish Cup memories, what what stands out for you in terms of the uh, the Scottish Cup experience with Brora. Um, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, enjoyed the Queen of the South away, and enjoyed the uh, Kilmarnock away one. Um, I thought, I thought we did well in, in both games. Obviously, we ended up getting beat by. Yeah, hey, I think it was four by Kilmarnock. Was it? Um, I can't actually remember what the Queen of the South score was. It was maybe. 3-1, 4-1, I can't remember, but I remember... 4-1, yeah, yeah. I remember us playing down at Queen of the South and, uh, yeah, like playing playing good football at times. Uh, we got beat, like, it's just still a joke with Dale. Dale had to play uh, centre-half that day. Um, and he's not, the, he's not the fastest of players as it is. And they had this guy, Gavin Riley, I think it was, playing up front for mm-hmm. Queen of the South. Oh, he was electric. And uh, oh, poor Dale was getting dragged all over the place. But, uh, you know, on the day, I remember us coming off the pitch and the Queen of the South fans clapping us off. And I thought, you know, I know we've, I know we've been beaten convincingly here, but, you know, the journey we've been on, we've got to this stage and, and here we are getting, you know, applauded off the pitch by the Queen of the South fans. And I thought that was, I thought that was a, a really nice touch from them. And the guys appreciated it. You know, the, the guys, the guys, you know, still still talked about it years after, and then the Kilmarnock game as well. That, you know what a run that was. I think it was beating. Was that the one when we beat Stranraer and beat um, 
East Fife. Who was the other one as well? East Fife, yeah. And then got to Kilmarnock and what an experience that was, you know, travelling away and staying in the hotel the night before and, you know, playing against some good, good players, you know, some really good players in a big stadium. And it was a massive day out for the club. You know, that's, that's what I loved about it, you know, like, you know, going and playing, I'd, I'd played at Rugby Park before, but going and playing it with, like, just your pals and you've got all these fans travelling from Barora who are, you know, messaging you during the week and, you know, so proud of their club uh, being being there and, and you're a part of it and obviously enjoying it with them as well after as well. You know, you're stopping off at the same pub as them and, and enjoying the whole experience together. It was that's that's what I loved about the, the Scottish Cup runs. Um, you know, I again very lucky to be a be a part of it, but big, big achievements for the club to get to the stages that they got to. And again the the one against Hearts last season was that was just ridiculous. I remember we had a game for Cowden Beef and I came off the pitch and the our physio is a is a Hearts fan and she said uh, she wasn't happy at all. She says, oh, we've just been beaten 2-1 off Bora. And I was like, do you not mean Bora? And she said, oh, I don't even know what they're called. She was raging. But there was a few, there's a few boys in that dressing room that have, uh, that support hearts. So I enjoyed that one. But I got in and I had videos of, of the dressing room from, from Dale. And uh, oh, I, was so, I was so chuffed for them all. Absolutely brilliant achievement, that. Yeah, I've been very fortunate over the last kind of year or so to to kind of you know be involved with Bruna just you know a little bit um and it is a very special club you know it, it, there's a real kind of it's cliche but it, but it's true Bruna there's a real community feel to it. um you know yeah. even the last time I was up I was I, I can't remember the lady's name but I was you know chatting to her and she's there every week and helps out and you know uh, I mean I know every club's the same but there's a real kind of real community feel there um and obviously it's a a place that you know, it's probably got a special place in your heart. You were there, you know, what, seven seven years, won, you know, countless trophies. Um, the club will have a, a special place for you. Yeah, oh, it, it does. You know, you know how they supported me coming out of football. Obviously, I came out of full-time football and, you know, didn't really know what I was going into and the way I was supported at that football club and the way they looked after me and the experiences they gave me as well. They made me, you know, really fall back in love with football because you come away from from football, it can be a cruel game at times, you know, and you're released from a club and you don't know where to go and, you know, it does it does hit you hard. But then to be to go in and be a part of that was just amazing. I loved I absolutely loved my time there. And uh, I found it found it very difficult to leave, put it that way. Uh, my last game for for Brora was away to Rothis. And I still remember it. I t- obviously made the decision. Um, made the decision along along with Sid as well. We know we'd spoken about it, and he said he was just going to tell um, Joe. He didn't want to tell the boys. And I remember sitting in the dressing room. I was so sheepish, you know, because I knew what I was going in. I was going into my last ever game for for Brora, and none of the boys had a clue. And uh, Joe came in just before the team talk started and he looked at me and he just nodded and I knew that Sid had just told him at that point. And I, I, you know, I was in a wee bit of a daze thinking, I can't believe this is it. I can't believe this is over. Um, no, but I, emotional goodbyes at the end. Um, but yeah, absolutely love, love the club. Um, love my time there. 
and uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to going back um, one day. Well, who knows? Um, next next season, Scottish Cup, um, Cowdenbeath, Brora, you know, there, there's every potential. Right. Right? Um, yeah. Maybe a, a homecoming, uh, yeah, a final, a final um, dungeon park for well. Uh, Gavin, I really appreciate your time this evening. Um, you've just put the wee one to bed before we, we started recording this one, so I know how uh, privileged uh, that kind of time is for any parent. Uh, so really appreciate uh, taking uh, some time out this evening to chat and look back over, I was going to say look back over your career, because it's, it's, it, it's still going, your career's still on, but it's career so far. Uh, Gavin, really appreciate your time, and uh, thanks again. No, thanks a lot. I've uh, really enjoyed chatting through that, so thanks a lot, Oddie. Well, a massive thank you to Gavin for taking part. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Don't forget to check out on Thursday morning the return of the HFL show, previewing all the weekend's action in the Highland League.